Penelope looked down at her old Laura Ashley dress and cardigan, the comfortable canvas shoes and the bare, slightly goose-pimply legs that she was intending to shave later. I wasn't expecting visitors. Her former estate agent gave her a pained look that implied any Frenchwoman worth her salt would be visitor-ready at all times. Penelope was used to this by now. Their fledgling relationship was founded on the difference between a Frenchwoman and an Englishwoman, both d'un certain âge. It went without saying that the Englishwoman knew her place as the underdog in matters of fashion. But she was learning new tricks fast. Why? It had been weeks since a single croissant had passed Penelope's lips for breakfast, let alone two. She listened respectfully as Clemence advised her that a well-cut little black dress was always acceptable attire at an art world gathering. In exchange, Penelope gave her opinion when Clemence asked her view on advertising property in the British press, and she put the date of the concert in Vienne in her diary. When Clemence had left, Penelope went back to her Rachmaninoff, but it failed to catch fire or to calm her conflicting emotions. Much as she had come to like her, seeing Clemence still made her feel inadequate. There were so many necessary improvements to implement, both to the crumbling old farmhouse and to her person. This time last year, she had been a bored middle-aged divorcee in Isha, taken for granted by the family and missing work after her boss retired and she decided to leave too. True, it had been a nightmare in Provence at first, what with the dead body in the swimming pool, but she had discovered layers of Saint Malo's history that she might never otherwise have known. Not an ideal way to become known as a femme fatale, maybe, but she had made some interesting friends in the process, not least the mayor. The thought of him sent her scurrying upstairs to assess the possibilities of finding a well-cut black dress in her cupboard. The pile of discarded clothes grew. After more fruitless tussling, she slumped onto the bed and switched on her iPad. She bypassed the predictably depressing news stories in the Daily Telegraph online after a cursory glance at the headlines, but couldn't stop herself reading some nonsense about what milestone birthdays should mean for your wardrobe. Penelope didn't like the sound of that should. That was another reason she was happy to have left Surrey. All the bossy expectations of the English middle classes, do this, do that, go to this restaurant, eat kale, read this book, and now wear these clothes. There was nothing more than common sense for those who had recently turned 50. Style icon Ines de la Fressange urged her to aim for sensuality rather than sexiness, as it was stronger. This gnomic utterance was accompanied by a list of items to jettison, which included glittery blousons, embroidered and studded skinny jeans, and very high stilettos, none of which Penelope had ever been remotely tempted to buy in the first place. Downstairs, she made herself a cup of strong British tea and wondered why she felt like a teenage girl steadying herself for a first date especially when any effort would be pointless. Laurent Millet was way out of her league. 